and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're joining us for the very first time, this show is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And every week we take an old saying, proverb, or maxim, and we break it down to see what we can learn from it, see if there's still any relevance to these old sayings uh, nowadays. I'm your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Just uh, thing getting through a little, little tiny cold you know, that the kids brought home, but not, not too bad right now. Yeah. It's season. I, uh, I, I've got, a, I was just getting over one myself. Yesterday was bad. Today was better. And, uh, and I was just, as I'm sitting there sick, I'm thinking of like all the times my kids did, like coughed or sneezed directly <laughs> in my face. Yeah. Like they'll want to come up and like snuggle with me when they're sick. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden just <clears throat> like right in my, in my mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. Thanks for that. I'm sure. That's just where no that came from. It. No, <laughs> that's like anything you kind of have to things that we adults take for granted. You have to t- teach kids and it takes them a hundred times to learn, but that's a hundred yeah. times that you get coughed on until they learn to turn their face and cover their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, things are going pretty good. Been uh, working a lot. We had a little hiatus, so I was traveling yeah. for work. And so we, we haven't, we haven't recorded in the, in a, in a minute, as they say, but we, uh, we had some recordings go up. So yeah, between that and, and Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. yeah, just, did you stay, stay around for Thanksgiving? Were you, yeah, I stayed after, around after, after taking a trip, decided to stick around. Uh-huh. Yep. Just here, just here. How about you guys? Do you do anything special? Yeah. yeah we stayed, stayed put and had the mother-in-law over and had a nice little meal and it was great. Nice. Do your folks live nearby? Uh, no, we're going to go up, we're going to go up, uh, see my family for Christmas. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's been, uh, it's been a nice little break, but I'm excited to get back at it. So, uh, we got a good, good proverb this week. This is one that you selected. Yeah. You want to, you want to drop it on us? Yeah. It's a common one. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Very common one. Uh, I think this is one that's been... Still used quite a bit today, uh, but uh, where'd it come from? You find any yeah. history on it? Yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, I think it's it's familiar for people with, um, you know, from the Bible in the sense of, you know, having the person with the moat in their eye versus the person with the beam in theirs, right? So if you've got a big yep. problem, um, you know, seeing, seeing, picking on small problems in someone else, but but I think the, the glass version... Um, it's really originating with, uh, Chaucer. Uh, so this would be his Troilus and, and Chrysity from 1385. So, and so this is middle English. I cannot read it and I don't even mm. want to try to pronounce it, but, uh, essentially the, uh, the translation, uh, like a, a poetic translation would be he who has a head of glass should beware of any hostile sh- hostile stones that pass. Hmm. Um, and so, so that's kind of like 
the early early version and then a little bit later um i think in the 1600s there's um we get more of the the formulation we're used to from uh i think a welsh writer so um let me see if i can find that one now don't have a handy but that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here okay cool um yeah man that old english is it gets me sometimes you can barely even read it uh yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so it's pretty old uh different iterations what uh was it yeah. that was interesting to you what made you pick this one um i don't know it's probably uh it's probably you know subconscious you know reminder of what i need to be doing i think that's what a lot of these are it's like hey i could i could use i could use that one um i mean it's like it's a it's a good one it's universal i think everyone could use a little refresher on this one yeah yeah i agree so what comes to mind for me this uh with this one first is tip, typically just the concept of hypocrisy right if you're yeah in a position where you know, a position of, of vulnerability, weakness, or, or yeah, weakness, I guess would be the right, the right term. If you have a weakness yourself, it doesn't do well to attack someone else in a, for something similar. Is that, is that kind of what you get from that? Yeah, it is. Um, that, um, yeah, I think, I think weakness, that's a, that's a great thing to point out there. Cause when you think of the, the metaphor of the house of glass, Mm-hmm. It's very fragile, yeah. So someone could easily shatter your own house, shatter your house with with a rock. But you know, don't go doing it to yourself, um, and don't don't get mad at other people for throwing rocks if you're throwing rocks in your in your glass house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like we've done a few that have tackled hypocrisy, and it yeah. seems like that's a common theme for a lot of these proverbs that have. Keep in mind, there's probably for, of all the. Th- hundreds of proverbs that we have access to, there's probably thousands more that have not stood the test of time or maybe been popular for a while and then fallen out of favor. Yeah. So these ones that we're referencing that have been around since the 1300s, you know, like this one in some, in some, in some form are the ones that have really stuck. And it seems like a lot of the ones that have stuck have to do with this. So this, this seems like a common theme that people like hearing about or need to hear maybe. Yeah, this idea of hypocrisy. Yeah, I, I, I think it's true. Um, it's, you know, it, it's it's the a common a common uh, human trait to really try and project your own um, your own weaknesses, your own inadequacies on other people, uh, and without without being able to see it, and it takes usually it takes someone else to point it out because it's a blind spot for people. Um, and it's, and, and it's, you know, with this one, it's a good metaphor because it's also be pretty world shattering that you, um, when you come to realize what, what it is that you're, um, finding fault with other people that's really in your own, in your own life. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and I think especially this can be a temptation or a problem with, with children, sometimes you can, as a parent, want to project some of your issues. You see, you know, maybe a trait in your kid that's similar to something you have, maybe even a trait that you, the, the, the hate, the trait that you hate most about yourself. Yeah. You've always hated. Now you see your kid doing something similar and you lash out at them in a way. I think mm-hmm. that's fairly common <clears throat> um, to have these, um, 
well, I guess I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I think they call that projection, right? Where you're projecting your own, your own issues onto, onto something of somebody else. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's my understanding of it. That's kind of, that's how I use it too. Um, so if there's any, any psychologists in the, in the audience that can, they can chime in. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm trying to think, um, I, I it's not, uh, maybe not something I, I see totally yet, but it's definitely a huge, like a huge worry for me raising my kids that, you know, my, my bad habits, the things I don't like are going to be the things that, um, well, actually, actually there are some already like, you know, screen time, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love to unwind with screens, watch TV and stuff and, or be on my phone and seeing, you know, my kids are the same way. And it's like, well, I, it's hard, you know, it's the the do as I say, not as I do. I want to like, no, no TV for you. Uh, Let, let me, let, let, leave dad alone to sit in the corner on his phone. Right. So, um, it's, that's been something I've been trying to do more this, the past few weeks even is, is, um, put that, you know, put that away and, Put music on Christmas. Christmas time is a great time for it because there's yep. good Christmas music and fun lights and stuff. And so just you know, put music on and have some trying to connect instead of everyone tuning in out to their own things. Yeah, if I'm a hypocrite in any way, that's probably one of the big ones right there. Is is the uh, the screen thing? Because I uh, almost always have my phone in my hand, looking at mm-hmm. something, reading something, or or whatever, and but we're pretty strict with the kids about limiting screen time and uh, mm-hmm. partially because I don't want them to end up like me, like you know, tethered to this stupid thing. Um, I, I mean, I've been, I've been doing a little better lately, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. So, so, uh, and, and they've, they've called me out on it. They're, they're old enough now to be like, well, wait a second. You said I can't watch, but you're just looking at your phone. I'm like, Ugh, yeah. yeah. What do you say to that? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I changed the subject or, put, or, or I'll put my phone away. <laughs> Tell them they're right. And I got, what can you yeah. say? What, what can you say? Um, right. but yeah. Um, so what, okay. So hypocrisy is this big theme. Um, do you have any thoughts generally on the concept of hypocrisy? I mean, what do you, what, what do you make of it? What is it this, that is, makes it so despised as one, but then two, so common that it keeps happening over and over. Like, you know, do you have any yeah, general thoughts yeah. on that? I think, I mean, cause it's, it's like, it, it becomes either one of, one of two things, both which are, are bad. One is that it's people who, um, are oblivious to themselves, right? They're, they're mm. not self-aware at all. Yeah. Uh, and so they don't know they're being hypocritical. And so they're like, that's a character flaw just to not know yourself, right? We've talked about that. Yep. That uh, proverb. And, or the other one, which is, which is probably worse is that they're lying to themselves or lying to, to you and they know what they're doing and they're, they're just lying about it. So there's really no, like, maybe there's a, a slice in there somewhere for innocence, but there's not, um, once you get old enough and stuff, there's really, um, I mean, there's just, there's no good, good way to slice it. Yeah. I think the self-awareness thing is a big one. Um, people who, um, not having any kind of introspection or any 
any way to turn inward and look and, and really kind of critically evaluate yourself is mm-hmm. tends to lead to some pretty bad character traits. I, I think yeah. I've noticed that over and over. And for some people, it seems like it's just a very difficult thing to do. And if I'm kind of trying to analyze that dispassionately without too much judgment or, or emotion on it, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I've, I've thought about this as what, what makes people do that? You know, what makes people so allergic to introspection? Yeah. Um, and who knows, maybe it's some sort of trauma that they haven't dealt with in the past or, or some sort of hyper criticism that they've dealt with at a young age. I mean, who knows? Um, but yes, yeah, some people just really have a hard time and feel very attacked when, when they, you know, they, they just can fall apart, you know, if they ever receive too much criticism. And so being able to turn, turn that focus inward and, and criticize themselves, some people are just have a very hard time with that. And it, it, uh, I think it, it leads to some, some def, definite struggles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's something that everyone has a little bit of, but some people, yeah, like you say, what, whether it's some, you know, early life trauma type thing or, um, other just really bad experience where in the people who are just have it really bad, really can't really can't like, Mm -hmm. you you might try and cut you like you, you, you come to realize like, it's not a willful denial. It's really like, it's been, that part's been shut off completely and it's it's pretty crazy. Um, and, and it's really sad because there's really nothing you can do. Um, for the most part, there's nothing you can do as a, as a normal person just to to help them with that. It's going to take a lot of work and, and from, from professionals really. Yeah, man. Trauma is a heck of a thing. Cause I mean, it, it can, they can rear its head in weird, weird ways. And, and that's something that I wasn't aware of at all as a younger person, you know, mm-hmm. you, you become an adult, you get married, you start having kids, you meet other people and, and, uh, develop friendships as an adult and you start seeing these things. And, uh, it's, it's strange and, um, can be, can be very daunting as a friend or a, a family member. If, if someone's going through something like this, cause you don't know what to do. Um, yeah. and, uh, you may not know how to, how to help them. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a heck of a thing to, 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 to deal with. And, but I've, I've noticed that many times of some people who just really, as you said, just seem incapable of doing it. Like it's just so painful. Um, but I mean, I kind of liken it to like, uh, you know, a soldier coming back from, from a wartime experience and can have some sort of traumas and PTSDs or, or whatever. So there are, there are experiences and people experience in childhood that could be just as traumatizing as, yeah. as wartime, especially when you talk about, uh, you know, pain that can come from family members. Yeah. Um, some, something that comes to mind for me about hypocrisy that I'd like to hear from you about is like, what, what do you do or how do you, what's your mindset when you're confronted with hypocrisy that really is just there's nothing you can do about it. I'm thinking like politics, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you have a choice between politician A, who's clearly a hypocrite, politician B, who's clearly a hypocrite, um, unrepentant, and there's no like no real options around that, no way around that. Like, what do you? Um, uh, just it, it seems it's very it's very depressing to me <laughs> to have that that kind of situation. Um, have you, have you thought about that before? 
Oh yeah. I've thought about that a lot. I wish I had an answer for it. I, I don't, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's, 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 it can be, it can be discouraging to see the kind of people that we have, um, you know, in leadership roles. I, I don't know if the answer is just to run for office. I don't want to do that, but I probably somebody, <laughs> somebody should, <laughs> it's, yeah. but, uh, then when they do, they seem to be the same, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, hypocrisy seems to be, to be just about everywhere. And, and, uh, it's, so, so, although I will say this, so hypocrisy is around so much. I think that it's now just expected. Like mm-hmm. I've heard people make comments before that have been surprising to me when there was a, like a, a person that I knew, a, like a good person, they seem very wholesome and like kind of squeaky clean and have people make comments about how it's probably all an act and the guy's probably a hypocrite, oh. you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, actually I know that guy pretty well. And like, I don't think that's the case. I think he really is just a really good dude, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of a, a dynamic there, I think is, is interesting and, and kind of sad. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I have that reaction too, um, that, you know, um, yeah, like that, that someone, like someone might be too good to be true. <laughs> like, oh, they're, they're definitely, they're definitely hypocrites, like down, down deep they're hiding something you know they're mm-hmm. um and and yeah it's it's that uh that phenomenon where when you actually know something about it you realize that um like oh no not it's it's not that way it's you know i know this guy he's he's a good guy he's but okay yeah so so going back to the to the uh the proverb here the mm-hmm. people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones is it in kind of implying that, okay, so it's implying that you have some sort of weakness yourself. You have, you don't have a house that's sturdy, that's made of brick or wood. You're fragile yourself. And so you shouldn't be out there criticizing others. Yeah. Um, is there kind of an implication there that if you're in a better position yourself, you do have a right to to throw stones in a a way or, or what do you think of that? Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that, but I think so. Um, you know, this is like the, um, the kind of the Jordan Peterson thing about, you know, cleaning up your room, you know, taking care of your own life before you, you go to criticize others. I think that's kind of what this is getting at. If you, um, that's, yeah, that's the other side of this. If you strengthen your own foundation, if you build your own house, right. Um, then you can, you can go out there and, and criticize in those areas, right? Because they're no longer your weaknesses and you know what you're talking about and you've fixed those problems in your own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a good idea to though? Sometimes maybe, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think it is good to help people, especially people who are close to you. If they have some blind spots, you might need to, you might need to shatter some of their windows uh-huh. to, uh, to, to, to help them build, you know, cause yeah. like we were talking about earlier, there's, there's some blind spots that you just, you don't know you have. For sure. I feel like in, in our circle of friends, Andrews and I, and, and mine, it, yeah. it, it feels like there's a, there's like this concept of kind of this righteous bullying, you know, where our, yeah. our buddies do this to each other, where they're like, they just kind of are like mean to each other because they're one of the guys doesn't have his, have his crap together. It's like, dude, like we're going to all bully you until you stop being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that, um, I think it's an attitude that, that men have a little easier 
to to uh, to do that without hurting feelings and stuff, right? You can have a your friend can tell you that you know if my friend tells me I'm I'm too fat, <laughs> I'll I'll take it as intended and be like, yes, you're right. I will work <laughs> on that, um, and I won't I won't that will not kill the friendship. It'll probably make it stronger. Um, I think like that that test of of speaking truth to your friends, I think is is valuable and valued uh, trait, especially, you know, among men, it's a little trickier when you're, when we're talking couples or things like that. But uh, yeah, man, that one really does seem to, you know, I I get that there's generalizations and exceptions, but that one really does seem to be drawn pretty much down like the gender line, like with men, that seems to be a common thing with females. You almost never see it. Uh, (laughs) Like, you know, on the, in the, on the social media and the various group chats I'm a member of, um, I see, I see this constantly, just constantly, you know, one guy is, you know, having a trouble with this, that, and the other, and everyone sees everyone, but him seems to see the, the solution. So they're just like constantly making fun of him until he does what he's supposed to do. And I've yeah. never witnessed that among females to the point where I'm like, I was added to a group chat recently that had women in it. And I just left. Cause I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know how this works. Like I, I, I'm going to yeah. say something wrong. Cause I don't know what the dynamic is here. This is very different, but yeah. Yeah. Online group chats are, a, are they have their own rules and their own c- kind of culture to them. Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what are your thoughts on, you know, the having, uh, you know, once you've fixed up your house, right. Can you throw, can you throw those stones? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's something I'm always, I'm always going back and forth on. I, uh, I tend to be more harsh online than I am in person, which is probably why, you know, why, you know, the, uh, social media has, a, has the reputation for being a little bit, a little bit toxic. You know, people tend mm-hmm. to have their, their hot takes a little hotter. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There have been, there have been times when I've heard something that someone said or read something that someone said, and it kind of cut me. And yeah. it led to a positive outcome where I was just like, dang, you know what? You're freaking right. I'm kind of an idiot in this way, or I'm kind of doing this wrong thing. So I, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm a believer somewhat in, in, uh, in that approach. That being said, I, I was lucky enough. I didn't really grow up with any traumas. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what, what do I know? Maybe there's some people that are just, this is just not, it just doesn't work for them, you know, because of whatever, the, whatever baggage or issues that they're they're they've been they've been forced to carry. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, you know, among like when we're talking even among guys, um, it's, it's really like you have to know each other a little bit at least to, to be able to, to, to be able to joke and, and press in kind of a, uh, what might be a mean way, uh, yeah. to a complete stranger. Cause even if you're, if you're talking to someone online and it's other guys, but you don't know any of them that like, you do get real defensive, at least I do. Sure. <clears throat> and so there has to be some amount, like a, at least a small amount of love there and, and respect to, to take things to heart. Like you said, to, to realize, Oh yeah, that is something that I do wrong. Um, Cause you, you want to, with total strangers, you put up the walls and you're like, you dig in and you get defensive. Um, well, let's, hey. let's talk. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's an interesting way that men communicate, man. It really is. Yeah. I I uh <laughs> I was on uh online, this was months and months ago, 
but I was online and I, I posted something kind of stupid that people kind of interpreted a weird way. Uh-huh. And uh, some people kind of started piling on this dumb thing that I said. And so I was in the group chat that was like relevant to this, you know, thread that was happening. And I, I asked my friends, I'm like, did it come across saying meaning like this? Because that's not what I meant. And they were all like, yes, it did come across like that. And you're a total idiot for saying that. And then for like <laughs> the entire day, all they were doing was just roasting me. And it was like one of my favorite days. I had so much fun just like being the butt of the joke. Yeah. But I don't think that, I don't know. I don't think that everyone would feel that way, but I, I thought it was hilariously funny. Every time that I'd, I'd open it up, I'd open up the app on my phone and there'd be like six new, like really good burns of me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It was really fun. So yeah, there's definitely, uh, but those are people that I know that I've been yeah. you know friends with and, and we, I'm sure I've given it to them many, many times. So it was just my turn, but uh, it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. But uh, sorry, sorry, you were going to ask something. I just kind of got change gears a little bit and, and yeah. talk about the, the gods of the marketplace on this one. You know, what's the, um, the prevailing attitude towards this uh, in, in, in the culture? What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, I think people are are very much against uh, hypocrisy. Still, um, they love to point it out, but yeah, they, they do it hypocritically, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do that too. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, okay. So one is we mentioned about you know if you have your something in order, do you have the right to point out flaws in others or to to, to to criticize them in a, in an attempt to help them. I think that is very much not accepted nowadays. Like everyone thinks, Oh, what do you, what are you so perfect? You can't criticize anybody for anything ever. I think that's, that's very common. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like the, any kind of judgment is, you know, unchristian or, you know, you can't, uh, you can't judge it all. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely everywhere. What do you think about the, 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 the proverb generally speaking, is it accepted? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think, you know, like, like I said, it was, you know, it's, it's kind of a hypocritical, hypocritically enforced mm-hmm. where, where there, there's some things about which you are not allowed to throw, you know, throw these stones. Um, and you know, there are some people, you know, some people, some viewpoints that are unassailable, um, in the, in their own minds. Right. Uh, but, um, and that's kind of enforced, I think a lot of times in the culture, in, in, uh, society and the legal system, you know, wherever, but there's, um, there's definitely a lot of double standards out there that I think are making, making people pretty, pretty tense. Yeah. I think you're right about that. So what do you think about, uh, what do you think you can do to make sure that, uh, that this isn't you, that you're not the guy, that you're not the guy throwing stones when you, you yourself have, have, are living in a glass house? Are there things we can do to, to improve our introspection or our self-awareness, do you think? Yeah, I think, um, I think we got to, at least with, with the guys is, uh, is have, have, you know, if you can have a, a group of friends that you can, you can bounce things off of, or, you know, be, 
somewhat vulnerable in a in a safe way, which among among a group of guys who are friends, I think is pretty easy. Uh, but you know, be willing to you know solicit feedback or, or maybe give give it a little bit so that it kind comes a culture in that group to to do some critiques so people can can improve their lives. Yeah, I think that's well said. Um, I, I, having good friends is uh, is really important, and the kind of people you associate with is gonna it's gonna make a big impact on your life. So being around people that are uh, you know, they themselves may be strong in areas where you're weak, you know, try to hang yeah. out with the best kind of people that you can so that the, they can, they can, uh, throw stones at your glass, but where, where their house is strong kind of, kind of thing, right. Where, where you can look up to them and, and, uh, and improve from them. So I I've had, I have a few examples of that, some really good friends that I, that I look up to and, and yeah, if they, if they told me something that, that I didn't want to hear, I would, it would probably be a, a very good thing for me. Yeah. And, and if you're, you know, you don't necessarily have that, that great friend group yet. I think if you put yourself in as, in places where you're with people with common shared values, those kind of groups can coalesce. You know, if you go to church, if you're new in town, but you go to, go to church and you meet the people who are, who have your values, you, you can start there as a baseline of talking about what, what you can improve or what you think needs improving. And, and I think since there's that baseline, it's, it's a little bit easier than just talking to strangers about it. Yep. Yep. I think so. Well, Hey man, this has been, uh, I think we're right out of time, but this has been, this has been a good one. I'm glad you picked this one. This was, this is really interesting. So, uh, thanks everybody for, for listening. We have a new episode every, every Friday. So make sure you're subscribed thanks so much for listening. And remember uh, people in glass houses should not throw stones. We will uh, catch you guys next week. All right. We'll see you. Thanks. Bye. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit, and the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook idiots with terror and slaughter.